Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz this week. Why he is away in Uganda. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. My guest is Tim Sheets, and he is going to be sharing some incredible visionary encounters. In fact, he said to me before we started the show that this was the most significant visionary encounter he has ever had. So I cannot wait to hear in detail and ask him a ton of questions about um, the angels and what he saw and what God's doing. It's going to be a very encouraging show. But before I bring on Tim, we want to thank you for partnering with us in the drilling of water wells all across the world. Your generosity provides families in Uganda access to fresh, clean drinking water. When you give, it's so much more than water alone. Thank you for partnering with us. He knows the plans he has for them. He hears their cries. He longs that they have a cup of cold, refreshing water because water refreshes a weary soul. It's like a message of good news. Through every clean water well provided, we share and demonstrate the good news of Jesus. And it's all because of your generosity. Together, we are revealing the love of our Father to those who are truly hungry and thirsty. But there's many more people in desperate need Give the gift of clean water today. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. God indeed does hear the cries of the widow and the orphan and those in need. And he uses us to answer those cries. He uses you. He uses me and Elijah Streams um, to go over and dig those wells. So thank you um, for choosing us to give your donations to. There's so many um, in need right now all over the world. And for you to partner with us is incredible. And we thank God for you. Um, I just want to pray for all of you guys real quick before we start the show. Father, Thank you for uh, laying it on their hearts, Lord, to continue to give and, and just be so generous. Lord, I pray that they would see a revelation of all that your kingdom uh, is doing and how it's growing. And Lord, how your love is being shown through the drilling of these water wells and how people's lives are being forever changed. God, I, I pray that you would uh, show that to our hearts, Lord, that we are storing our treasures up in heaven, God, and that we are showing your love and your goodness um, every time that we give to those in need. So, Father, I ask that you would bless the people listening. Father, I ask that you would um, draw their hearts and their families' hearts closer to your son. Father, I pray that you would heal bodies and touch sicknesses, Lord, right now. Touch bodies, heal illnesses right now, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray, Father. I pray that you would be uh, blessed by our love towards you, God. I pray that you would receive our, 
our thanks. And, and Lord, you would smile upon all of us listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, my guest today is the pastor of Oasis Church in Ohio. He's the founder of Awakening Now Prayer Network. He is an author, and his heart is that we would see awakening and reformation in the body of Christ. Please help me welcome my guest, Tim Sheets. Tim, welcome back to the show. Kelsey, it's great to be with you and uh, looking forward to our time today. Great to be with all the people that are watching and just praying that Holy Spirit opens our ears to hear and uh, we begin to see things more clearly from God's perspective instead of the chaos going on in our world now. Thank you. We have a God who's in control and knows what he's doing, but Mm -hmm. uh, delighted to be with you. So glad, Tim. Um, your notes are packed full of uh, things that are, for me, I'm like, what did that look like? And how did that happen? And I'm sure all of us, once we hear um, your encounter, are just going to be amazed at at the goodness and the power of God. But before we jump into that, I was reading through your bio and reading about reformation and awakening. And I wanted to ask you this question because I've heard this a couple different times from different people. I want to get your perspective on this, Tim. When we say revival and reformation, they're two different things. But do you think revival sparks reformation or do you think reformation sparks revival? I believe revival sparks reformation. They can happen simultaneously, but to see the reformation that we need change Mm -hmm. in culture, change in government, change uh, in society will require an awakening in us individually, uh, a revival in, in us, a revival in the kingdom of God or in the church. Um, Revival is where the presence of God comes and revives us. And there are times when we need, uh, a special outpouring of the Holy Spirit to revive us, to quicken the word of God to us at different, in different ways, to speak to us in dreams and visions um, and uh, revelation, understanding the spirit of wisdom, revelation and and, uh, knowledge or enlightenment stirs up during those revival times. And obviously then we're able to, use that for two main uh, reasons. First of all, the lost. Mm. We reach the the lost. We reach the prodigals. And uh, then we also use it to uh, change culture, government, society, the seven mountains, Mm -hmm. and change that. So it's... um, it's a, for me, it's almost simultaneous, although it has to occur, reviving in us must recur, occur first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I see that happening now. There is a great awakening. There is great revival stirring, and it will become the greatest move of God that we've ever seen. Praise and God. Uh, uh, when we, we will lead, it will lead us to the greatest harvest I believe a billion soul harvest. Mm. And of course, as that happens, 
those that are awakened and revived will see needs in culture, needs in schools, needs in in government, mm-hmm. locally, regionally, nationally, and uh, they'll begin to move towards meeting those needs as well because some are are motivated that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so once that awakening occurs at a great level and the outpourings of the Holy Spirit come, and I believe there'll be wave after wave of them, mm-hmm. and then then the reformation can come. And so I see revival first, but it's almost simultaneous because mm-hmm. within the revival comes dreams, visions, and things that will help us power from the Holy Spirit to help us change our world. Yeah. So um, souls first, obviously, and that never stops. Right. Also, reformation can continue. Praise God. It's so exciting just even talking about, you know, those special sovereign moments when God comes and pours out his spirit in such a strong way. I think anyone listening, if you've been part of, maybe you're part of Toronto or Brownsville, and even just watching Tim, the old Brownsville videos, I mean, I, it'll stir inside of me just watching the videos. I mean, I wasn't there, but I'm like, this is incredible. I mean, you feel such a strong presence of the Lord and the with, especially with the um, preaching of Steve Hill, with the conviction of the word and then the outpouring, it's just, it does, it completely changes you. And so I'm looking forward to just another outpouring of it's everything in your life changes, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. forget that when there's such a strong outpouring, it's like, everything changes. So I agree with you when you talk about uh, revival and then reformation, because when revival hits you, hey, you're not the same wife. You're not the same mom. You're not the same employee. You're telling others about Jesus like you've never, it's it's like you something sparks inside of you and it's only by the spirit of God, something so powerful can happen. So we need that. And I 100% agree with you that revival totally sparks reformation. Oh, it, it absolutely does. And I I was privileged to be at the Brownsville Revival on occasion. And I know what you're talking about. And I was oh, also wow. in at Toronto on occasion. And uh, that atmosphere, that revival atmosphere, it, you know, it it's almost your whole being is charged differently. Wow. And I think that's what people see. Yes, we talk about the Lord. Yes, we, you know, we uh, raise our voice. But even there's an energy about our life that is different. Yeah. And and people can sense that, especially mm-hmm. in a an age like we're in right now, Kelsey, where there's a lust, a lot of oppression, uh yes. societies and things. And you know, we are anointed, we can be awakened and live in that anointing of the Holy Spirit in ways that people notice. There's something different there. Even if we don't say anything, they're they're watching and we're like, you know what? There's something about that. And we're feeding on the atmosphere Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit, the atmosphere of of revival. And the Holy Spirit uh, spoke to me about this in this uh, season that we're moving into. Mm -hmm. The outpourings are not going to be seasonal. 
Mm. In other words, Brownsville was seasonal. It mm-hmm. was it was a long long season, but it was seasonal. Mm-hmm. Toronto was was a bit seasonal. Uh, this time, it won't be. It's going to be an era wow. of outpourings. In other words, they're not going to stop. Wow. They will just Praise keep God. going. And also, the amazing thing about this supernatural era to me, and why angels are are also now assisting in greater measure. Uh, is because it's not going to be a place so much as it will be kingdom. In mm. other words, Brownsville was a place. Right. Yes, it's part of the kingdom. Yes. But people had to travel maybe, I don't know, a thousand miles to get to Brownsville or, or further. Yeah. This one's different. It's kingdom. And it will be multiple places all over the place. You wow. won't have to go in this one that's amping up right now. You you won't have to drive far to be in revival. Mm-hmm. You won't have to go to Canada. You won't have to go to Brownsville Praise in your God. neck of the woods. God's moving and he's yeah. moving powerful and he's reviving and people are coming. And so this one is, is just a synergizing of mm-hmm. what we saw at, at Brownsville. And uh, that's, that's a real change. We've seen great revivals here and there, seasonal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've not seen one that doesn't stop as far as a kingdom, the kingdom around the world. I'm I'm talking about other nations also. Oh, Holy Spirit's up to something very, very big. And that's why he is also adding angel armies to this era in, in a different way. Yeah, let's and, talk about that for a minute, about um, your vision and how you saw the angel gate and how angels are assisting us. And um, go ahead and share all of that with us because it ties into what God's doing right now. Well, sure. Well, Hebrews 1.14 tells us that angels are ministering spirits sent to minister to the heirs of salvation. Yes, amen. Well, we are the heirs. We're heirs of God. We're joint heirs with, with Christ. And angels assist us. They they minister on our behalf. And uh, uh, years ago, decade or so ago, Holy Spirit began to talk to me about angels. Mm-hmm. And he made a, a couple of statements to me as I prayed all night by a lake several times. And he began to download information concerning this new era that we are now, I believe we're now moving into. And he said this, and um, I believe he said it out loud to me uh, about three o'clock in the morning. He said that that woke you up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was out by a lake praying all night. So I was kind of seeking and pressing. What are you saying, Lord? And uh, so he, he spoke these words. I will now lead a, another campaign for King Jesus. Mm -hmm. It will be similar to Acts chapter two. Only this time I will be bringing far more of the angel armies. And he gave me an assignment to study angels, which I have been on for years now. And I began to learn concerning angels, what they do, how they assist us. Mm -hmm. And uh, this past I say a year and a half or so ago, I began to sense 
more angel activity than ever than I've ever experienced before. Explain that a little bit more that you used to, that you sense more. Can you explain that a little more? Well, for 15 years or so, I studied angels and I would see angels move on our, our behalf. Mm -hmm. And every now and then I would, I would see into the spirit realm and I would see angel activity. And uh, I began to be able to, Holy Spirit would show me how to identify certain angels and what they they do. For example, the first uh, angel that uh, angel group that he showed me mm-hmm. was government angels. These are angels that assist the government of God on the earth, the decrees wow. of the Lord, the prayers of the Lord. Wow. It goes back to Matthew uh, 16, 18. We, the ecclesia, the true church, are at times, yes, we worship the Lord. Yes, we teach, but we also pray and we we forbid or we permit things. We, we decree the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And these angels are angels that assist those decrees to come to pass. And wow. uh, they, they assist the governing from the spirit realm mm-hmm. of things in the earthly realm. That we are we are a spiritual government, obviously not a natural, but that doesn't mean we yeah. can't affect natural realms, uh, locally, mm-hmm. statewide, nationally, and these angels assist that. Well, I began to see them when it was t- when the when the ecclesia, the church, was praying governmentally. Mm-hmm. I would see this particular angel, one angel at first. And uh, then I would see several, and uh, they always, for for me, mm-hmm. they always dress differently than than other angels, and they have a purple sash that they wear. Wow! And I began to see, and I saw other angels as well that I could talk about. But they, like in our military, you can tell if they're in the Navy or Marines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or army by, by what they wear a, a yes. uniform mm-hmm. i begin to pick that up with angels and i could tell wow that's that's a, a government angel because of the the purple sash that that they wore wow. and uh then i begin wow. to notice a couple of other uh angels and uh, and the the second group was the awakening and reformation angels they obviously assist the church to stir up revival and to, to cause right. awakening and reformation. Well, wow. uh, after Holy Spirit spoke this to me uh, on Sunday morning, uh, I was getting ready to, to preach. And when I got up to preach, I looked up into the balcony area mm-hmm. uh, and there were these two angels awakening and Reformation Angel, see it very clearly, and a government angel. And they have been here every service that we have had since. So for oh 15 years gosh. or so, uh, they're here every every meeting. And oh uh, my gosh. When you first when you first see that, Tim, are you like, does it 
stop you in your tracks? Like, do you, is it, it must be overwhelming. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. To it, see that. It did stop me in my tracks. In fact, there were people standing by me when I got up to, to I was just getting up to preach, just walking towards the pulpit. And I must have said it out loud. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. But one of the uh, uh, pastors said that I, I said, what is that? Look at that. And look at that. And then I walked up and I, I, I probably, I don't remember exactly, but I probably paused pretty good, but it clicked because I'm like, Oh, that that's a government angel. That's an awakening angel and a reformation angel. And I, I like, I couldn't wait to get out of the service to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm sure. I wanted, to, I wanted to process this. I wanted to think. I wanted to. Yes. I was like, I've never seen. It. And, they, and they're very, very large. I, I mean, they're probably, I don't know how big, but look like 10 feet tall type. They're being, they're oh majestic. They're, they're supernatural beings. They're not divine. God's divine. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not that they're not divine. God has a whole different presence. Holy Spirit has a whole different presence. And angels are supernatural beings, but they're real beings. Mm-hmm. They they are not uh they're not imaginary. Mm-hmm. They are real. They're all over the Bible. Yes. And uh they are spirit beings that can appear in the natural realm. They they don't often, but they they can and they do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they never die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are no angel graveyards. Mm-hmm. So any so any, I begin to think about the, the angels that we see in Scripture must still be alive and still <laughs> doing what they do. That's right. Uh, and I pray. I was in prayer about that. Uh, with Holy Spirit, I said, the angels that were with Elijah or some of the prophets and the apostles, mm-hmm. they must still be alive today and uh, working today. And he he just said very clearly, yes, you have experienced angels. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about it. The realness of these beings, they would gain experience. They yeah. would gain uh, knowledge, information. They would gain it. They're mm-hmm. intelligent beings. And he began to teach me that uh, the the angels that that are helping us now are angels that helped in the book of Acts or or other places. And I began to mm-hmm. see where when angel when Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, remember that cloven tongues of fire set upon each one of the 120. Yes. Well, that also is something that uh, angels appear as cloven tongues of fire or minister within the fire of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I begin to see angels were very present Mm -hmm. there on the day of Pentecost. And so uh, it was just an amazing uh, time when the Holy Spirit began to teach me 
the different angels. And then I saw other angels, but I could tell by their dress mm-hmm. kind of what kind of angels they were, or sometimes by what they had in their hand or carried, whether it be a sword, the most, un- well, not the most unusual, but a very unusual group of angels uh, 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 I was allowed to see was in Vancouver, Canada. And uh, these angels carried a huge, almost like sledgehammer, but it was Mm -hmm. like a huge wooden mallet. And uh, when I was a kid, we used to go to the fair a lot and they would have this, this thing you could hit the, you could hit the mallet down and send this thing up, try to ring a bell. Yes. And it was a huge, almost like a sledgehammer, but was wooden a mallet. Well, these angels were carrying the a mallet like that. And as I saw this, I said, Holy Spirit, what's going on? And we were in a situation where there in that region, mm-hmm. we were needing a breakthrough. It was it was it was deader than a hammer. I mean, it was just <laughs> not there was nothing going on. I'm like Lord, you, we've got to break through this. Mm. And um, I was praying in the spirit uh, in the service. And how do we break through this? And that's when I saw these angels appear with these mallets and they would strike. They struck the earth very hard, forceful. Wow. And when they hit the ground and I, I, I know it wasn't physical, but uh-huh. I could feel it. It's spiritually like it really happened, like a thump. Um, and wow. it shook. And when they hit the ground, they would shout, break up. They would swing again, hit the ground and say, break out. And then third time they hit the ground, they shouted, break through. Oh my And goodness. they kept doing that. Well, we did break through. And I was traveling across Canada, different places. And everywhere I go, I saw these angels. I wow. come back here to Ohio in, in a Sunday morning service. There they were again. And I began to, of course, obviously, be able to identify breakthrough angels. And they are here to help us break out, break up, break things up, and break us through. Well, of course they are. Oh my goodness. That's why why wouldn't Holy Spirit assist us supernaturally mm-hmm. with breakthrough? We we've lived way below our privilege. You know, wow. God gave us angels, Kelsey, because we need them. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't make angels to see if he could do it. Right. They they there's a reason. Everything God does. Everything he does has meaning. There's yeah. a reason behind it. I mean, down to a, down to a, you know, a squirrel, a bird. They all <laughs> yes. have reason for being. Angels have a reason for being. Yes, they you, serve. They serve us. Yes. Do you think that? Um, so once God allows you to see this, a certain type of angel group, it seems like they are then alongside of you. And now they're with your ministry or come alongside of you. And it's because you said, when I was in Canada, I saw the breakthrough and then they were 
I saw them again at my church. And so mm -hmm. do you think when God does allow us to see or opens our eyes to see that a certain type of angel, that that angel is almost assigned to your life? Well, yes, I, I have seen that. I would describe it more this way. Angels are assignment motivated. So okay. in other words, for my assignment, mm -hmm. I may need angelic assistance. For your assignment, you you may may. Um, and so what you need now or this mm -hmm. week mm -hmm. may be different than an assignment that you have that you're doing, or you know, you're going along in life uh -huh. and you you need this this uh angel assistance. The church goes through those times. Yeah. I don't always need the breakthrough angels. Sometimes okay. we have broken through. Mm -hmm. uh, I, but I always need, uh, evidently, because they've always been here, <laughs> I always need government angels because they're assisting my prayers. And yes. I don't just pray seasonally. I pray every day. Yes. I make decrees every day. I don't want just revival sometime. I want them That's so right. they're on assignment. Okay. But, but the different angels uh, are assignment driven. And, uh, well, I began to see these angels, uh, in different, well, just different orders, uh, or divisions of angels mm -hmm. and I could identify them. Well, I didn't see masses of angels. They weren't like I saw hundreds or, uh, that, that kind of way of seeing angels, but mm -hmm. I would see one, especially if I was in a government situation. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as I begin to identify them uh, and what they do, I could ask for supernatural assistance from Holy Spirit and activate them into ministry. Wow. Um, and oftentimes, if, if Holy Spirit allowed me to see one, I would know, for example, and this happened a couple of times, and I, it's a, it's kind of sensitive in our in our world, right? So I wouldn't, I don't want to go there. But I saw uh, several government angels while I was preaching. This has been a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. uh, and I was preaching. I knew something needed governed. They mm -hmm. were here, and Holy Spirit was was prompting, and so I I just stopped and I just said. Um, the Holy Spirit is wanting to, for us to pray into something that he needs to do. Mm. And his angels are here to assist this. And I didn't know what it was, Yeah. but I began to pray into that and the congregation began to pray into it. And then because Holy Spirit knows how to, he knows the language of angels. And uh, I began to, to say, let's, let's pray in the spirit, praying in, other tongues. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the uh, ways that angels, Holy Spirit communicates to angels through our lives. I don't always know what I need. He yeah. Does. And he can that's pray right. prayers that will activate angels to assist. And so I began to do that. And then something occurred that, again, I'm, I wouldn't go into because it's a sensitive thing, but mm -hmm. we knew what we were praying for the next week praying wow. about and we knew angels had been sent 
on that assignment. So uh, over the years, this has happened. And I knew, uh, I, I, yes, I do know that there are angels with me. They, Mm -hmm. they, there are two that are both with me all the time and they don't leave. I don't talk about that a lot (laughs) because, uh, if you don't have time to explain it, people can get a little bit, you know, just it gets out there for them, or I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't, to me, that there's nothing more normal in my life than Holy Spirit's with me. Yeah. God is always with me and he has angels assigned to my life. I just live that way. So yes. It's not something that that is weird to me. Um, it's always, it's kind of amazed me. Uh, Kelsey, when I started this journey um, 15 years or so ago now, he gave me the assignment how even in the body of Christ, uh, good Christian people, I'm not knocking anybody, I, I don't have any rocks to throw, but they were they were very understanding of demons. Mm-hmm. You know, the devil's after me. Yeah, there's right. all these powers, and yes, that Satan's doing this and saying, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the realness of demon powers. And yet, you mention an angel, and I'm like, what's, what's with that guy? He's he's weird, you know. <laughs> like like our angels aren't real, but they yeah. are real, right? And they're, they're our angels are more powerful than the fallen ones with Lucifer. That's right. And I, I like to say they're a lot smarter. Yeah, because they sided with God. Yeah, you know the other ones didn't. We have right. We have assistance. We have help supernaturally. That I believe in our times right now, this era that -hmm. we're moving into, it's going to be such a supernatural era Mm -hmm. that uh, that we are now going to begin to tap into help assistance that Holy Spirit wants to give us that we are now open to in a greater way. And mm-hmm. and I say open to it because I don't think that people are not wanting it. They don't understand it. Right. A supernatural realm, sadly, hasn't been explained the way that I, that it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the body of Christ, we came through the charismatic movement and uh, it was a great, great movement, and it was awesome. Um, but the tendency was it to be pastoral-driven and us getting all kinds of help for our families. That's great. How to mm-hmm. be a great dad, how to be a great mom, how to be mm-hmm. this. And, and that's all important. And it, you know, how to even be a great citizen, all those things. Mm-hmm. But we we didn't didn't or we began to um we began to not talk about the supernatural quite so much mm-hmm. even even down to allowing the gifts of the holy spirit to move sometimes we well we don't want to let's do that in a side room or or you know yeah and uh, we in some cases dispensationalized the supernatural it was for then, not now. Oh, yes, it was for the apostles. Yes, they needed that. 
well, if they did, why wouldn't we? Right. And uh, so I agree. Uh, they, the supernatural in this era is going to be uh, something that I believe we embrace. And yep. one of the reasons why I believe uh, that we're going to embrace it is because we've come to the conclusion, or at least the remnant has, we can't do it without it. Right. We, we are not going to change this world without supernatural power from heaven and yes. Holy Spirit's assistance and his angels' assistance. How, how are we going to do it? The early church didn't do it without that. How are we going to? Yes. And uh, I, I believe that we're, it's finally getting through to us that try as hard as we want, there are some things that aren't going to change without supernatural power from heaven. Yes. And Amen. it's being given. It's being given right now. Yes. Holy Spirit is going to send outpouring after outpouring. It's not going to be seasonal. Wow, and he is now sending special supernatural beings to assist us. And he said, it will be, I will be bringing far more hmm. than even in the days of the book of Acts, far more of the angel armies which is what I have begin, uh, begun to see uh, in the last year and a half or so, more angels, mm -hmm. more divisions of angel armies. And uh, then just three months or so ago, they gave me a vision of what was happening in heaven. And that was the um, angel gate being opened. Would you and share a little bit about about that because I am I cannot wait to, <laughs> to hear this encounter in detail. Um, so share a little bit about the angel gate. What is the angel gate? How did the vision happen? And all of all of the things, Tim. <laughs> well, let me back up and tell you that a year and a half or so ago, along with the angels that he has shown me, I begin to sense the uh, uh, I begin to sense another supernatural angel was here mm -hmm. at, and he was greater in power and authority than any angel I've ever experienced. So you mean at, here, like with, with, with you, me, with, okay, with, okay. with us in the, in the, with me and with us here at the, at the Oasis. Okay. He was, I begin to sense the presence of this very powerful angel different than than, than I'd ever experienced before. Mm. And Holy Spirit began to talk to me about the seraphim order of angels. Mm. And uh, the week that he began to talk to me about the seraphim order, I had already experience, experienced this, this sense, this feeling, this knowing in the spirit realm, there is a a very powerful being here mm -hmm. again supernatural being not divine holy spirit is divine but the week after that i get a prophetic word from a, a prophet friend of mine that i i highly respect and he said the lord spoke to me and told me to tell you he has now assigned a seraph uh, a seraph to your house a part of the seraphim order uh wow Wow. Well, I, I 
I could sense that. I, mm-hmm. I could feel that in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And that following Sunday, I saw my first seraph of the seraphim order. And what happened was in the balcony where the government angel that I already described in the Awakening Reformation angel, they were side by side like this mm-hmm. in the balcony. They moved to the side and this angel appeared. He was bigger than the other ones. I mean, he was, he was massive. And I actually saw the seraphim angel. Now, seraphs are described in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah 6 talks about how an, a seraphim flew, Isaiah said, flew, took a, mm-hmm. a pair of tongs and got a coal off the altar and uh, touched his lips so he could prophesy purely. Yes. And, uh, well, in a dream the week before this happened, a seraphim flew to me in a dream. And I'm oh. like, this is it's it's stunning i mean it was like i, I it was hard to believe it was happening yet i knew it was wow. and i have i've had i've had angels that have come up and 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 talked to me or give me a message mm-hmm, i've mm-hmm. seen i've seen them like, like i said but never had one fly to me and in the dream it did and wow. now i'm seeing the angel that i saw in the dream is now in the balcony and these other two have moved and they, they all three just kind of bowed down like this, like they're overlooking the sanctuary watching like they were on watch or something on guard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this angel uh, of course is the, was the, a seraph of the seraphim order, the most powerful angel uh, order that we know of. Because they they serve in the in the throne room. They, yeah, they fly around the throne, right? They cover they they cover their eyes and their feet, and then they fly with two, right? They have six wings. They have three on each side, yes, and they are translucent. In other words, wow. you can see their wings, but you you see through um, you can see through them, and they guard the presence oh of God. They gosh. they they. They guard Incredible. his holiness. They guard his his awesome glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, they protect the throne room, and they 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 have the the wings are three on each side. They are translucent. Oh my appearance, goodness. their appearance is kind of a a reddish gold color to me, it, mm-hmm. like the colors that you see in a in a fire, the dancing flame. That's mm-hmm. the kind of the color of their appearance, but they also have a very white glistening type uh, robe or garment. A gold belt is around them. Wow! And then they are very, very tall mm-hmm. and very muscular. I mean, you can tell even through the garment these are these are strong, powerful beings. And the seraph that I saw there in the balcony um, uh, that was with the government angel and the 
Awakening Reformation Angel. He was much bigger, much, much bigger. And again, do you stop in your tracks? Like, I mean, it must just be, uh, you know, when you have an encounter, uh, you're you're dumbfounded. You just kind of explain that in my dream, I, I knew this was happening, but I was dumbfounded. Almost like when you wake up out of a dream like that, you almost can't even speak, right? Uh, yes. It, if it hadn't been for Holy Spirit already beginning to prompt me to study seraphim, I have a dream about them. And then the prophet giving me a word that one's assigned to us that, so amazing. that prepared me mm -hmm. for uh, for being able to see this. And, and, and I don't control that. I mean, Holy Spirit does that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, but yes, wow. it's overwhelming. It's, it's, it causes you to just like, how do I process this? I mean, I'm seeing something very, very real that's in the spirit realm, mm -hmm. which of course we can do, mm -hmm. but you know, it's like, you know, I, it's still, it's no matter what level you're on, it takes you. It, it, it takes you into a time when you're like, yes, dumbfounded, uh, like uh, this is really happening. And of course, the sense for me is is not that I'm seeing an angel. Mm -hmm. It's the mightiness of God yeah, and the kingdom and the Holy Spirit and what he's doing, because he's the he's the one in charge. And as I as, as I tr I try to stress this, he's the divine one. He's the omnipresent one. He's the um, all powerful one. The angel, and I had had to learn this, and I think it's probably what John was trying to explain in the book of Revelation, because when the angel appeared to him mm -hmm. in the book of Revelation, he fell on the ground. Like a yep. dead man. I mean, he, he clips and the angel and he started to worship. The angel put his hands on him and said, stand up. I'm a fellow servant. Mm -hmm. I'm not divine. Right. I'm a spirit being. I'm supernatural spirit being. But he said the word, I'm your fellow servant. So as great and majestic as an angel would be, and it, and it, it they carry an anointing of the Godhead, just like we carry an anointing. They mm -hmm. carry, uh, they, they operate in the glory of God and his presence is upon them. But they, that doesn't compare to the glory or the presence of the Holy Spirit. And Amen. he's the commander. He's the one that is always in charge. But I saw this um, seraph and he's, now for a year and a half, they're all three here. And this seraph has never left. Oh and goodness. I know that I know that he is here to help us win great spiritual battles. And he has been assigned to us, mm. uh, you know, from the Godhead for a specific assignment, an, an apostolic assignment mm -hmm. of Holy Spirit into, into our, our whole uh, our, our earth, uh, into the earth realm. So, uh, I began to see, I began to see seraphs for the first time. Well, about 
three months ago, uh, I was caught up in an open vision. And since I was a little boy, there would be times when that's how Holy Spirit would speak to me. A vision is, it's like a dream. Mm -hmm. Only it's happen when you're awake. You ever been in like a, a situation you're awake, but it's, you're seeing scenes. They're so real. Mm -hmm. They're so, you know, uh, it's like, it's really happening. And then you come to yourself and even somebody may wave their hand in front of you. Hey, are you there? And you say, yeah. yeah, I am. But, uh, well, that can happen spiritually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Holy spirit can, can do that. And one of the ways that he teaches us or gives us prophetic understanding is through dreams and through mm -hmm. visions. And uh, some of them are prophetic, but you see things, you, they train you things. And since I was a little, a little kid, every now and then I wouldn't say it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. it, it's not like that for me, but on occasion I've had an open vision and I've heard the voice of the Holy spirit say things to me about that. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. kind of training me. And uh, so it's not unusual for me. It's kind of a way of life. Like some apostles or pastors or teachers or prophets, they, they have dreams all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't have that many dreams. I have a mm -hmm. few. Mostly I'm going to be communicated in visions. Anyway, <laughs> right. And we know Peter had, he fell into a trance and he had a vision where he saw the sheet come down and God said, get up, kill and eat. And he's like, what? So we exactly. know, we know in the Bible, even the new Testament, Peter went almost to a trance like state, which Tim was talking about where they almost like wave <laughs> their hand in front of you, like, where are you? And yeah, he had an open vision. So he sure did. it's the same and thing it, as that. It, it, exactly. And uh, so about three months ago, I was caught up in this vision and I was allowed to see into to heaven and I was taken to the angel gate where the angels ascend or descend a gate oh. of heaven. Oh my goodness. And, uh, I was in this vision, just viewing this and uh, transfixed in it. I mean, I was like, wow. And I saw a seraph come and stand at the gate. And I knew who the seraph was. It was Michael. Uh, How did you know it was Michael? Because, uh, because of seeing him before and Gabriel. Uh, and because of, uh, uh, well, it, there's a knowing that yeah, you Yeah, I was going to ask. There's a knowing, there are right? Three, yeah, there's a, there, there are... The seraphim order also have Michael and Gabriel, and though they are archangels, they mm -hmm. carry more authority than the others. Mm -hmm. um, and Gabriel is in charge. He's a seraphim, uh, part of the seraphim order, but he's also an archangel, and he is in charge of communications for the Godhead to, to earth through mm -hmm. or under Holy Spirit. And you see that in the, even in the Bible. Yes. Who's coming from the Godhead with a word to Mary? Gabriel. Right. Who's coming to uh, Zachariah, Zachariah and Elizabeth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Michael is a seraph, but he is also an archangel. And we're told in the scripture he is in charge 
of angel armies. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes perfect sense spiritually who's <laughs> yes. standing at that gate at wow. the angel gate where the angel armies ascend and descend other than Michael. It, it, that's who should be there. So I saw Michael in this vision, very majestic. Uh, I believe that he's the most powerful angel that there is. He's mm. far more powerful than Lucifer. Uh, I mean, who did God say, go kick him out? Michael, get him out of here. When Lucifer yep. tried his uh, a coup attempt, mm -hmm. Michael and his angels went and threw Gabriel, or Lucifer and his one third of the angels that followed him threw him out. So who's mm -hmm. more powerful? Uh, yep. Obviously. In this vision, Holy Spirit began to show me something that was happening in heaven. And Michael, with the the majesty of uh, it was a, mm. it was incredible. He's so powerful. You could wow. I could in this vision I could feel the the authority that he carried. You ever been around right. someone that carries a lot of authority? You can kind of you feel that. Yeah. Yes. Well, I could feel this on this this mighty angel that is totally loyal to the Godhead. Totally. Wow. Uh, and he he's standing by this gate mm -hmm. the, where the angels and he's dressed as I've already described. I mean, it's how he looks. Mm -hmm. And he just simply nodded his head like this. And out from that gate, a host of angels took flight. It must have been hundreds of them. Oh, and I noticed what kind of angels they they were because for 15 years I've been looking at their appearance. Studying. Now, yes. Studying it. And the first group out, he just nodded his head and they took flight and they were government angels. Flying to earth. Wow. Uh, you know, Jesus and, of course, it, 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 we see in the scriptures angels ascend and descend. They can come back, back and forth. Yes. They took flight and he oh then did this, nodded his head and another host took flight and they were awakening reformation angels. And then he did this and another division took forth, another division oh took, took forth and another one and another one. There, there were, there must've been 10, 12 different flights of these oh, okay. angels that took forth and mm. uh, took flight. And I, I then heard the voice of Holy Spirit, who often when these visions, I, you, you can't really move on a vision until you hear from him, you know, mm. uh, you, you wait for that confirmation. You wait to hear what is Holy Spirit saying? What is he saying? I'm seeing this, but what's Holy Spirit saying? And he spoke. And I, I heard these words, I have opened the angel gate and my ecclesia will rule and reign as never before. My outpourings will begin and they will mm -hmm. not stop. They'll just keep going. 
And uh, so I began to then think what Holy Spirit is doing is sending these angel armies. Some of them are now seraphs, mm -hmm. the most powerful angel armies uh, order there is to help us, assist us to do the work of the ministry in the greatest move of God ever. They're coming for a reason, and the reason is to release revival that we started with, awakening and reformation in ways that we've never seen before. That's why I know the greatest days in church history, despite what we may look like in the natural realm. Yep. No, they're here. And we're going to break through. We're going to give be given assistance that we that we need. And the seraphs are are a part of that. Uh, because Michael and Gabriel also that we see all throughout the scriptures, they didn't die either. Mm -hmm. they're, they're still <laughs> serving the Godhead. The Godhead still has plans that he needs mighty angel armies to help us enforce. Yep. Well, I think of Elijah when he says to a servant, right? He says, or he prays for him. He says, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And then he sees all these chariots of, of fire, right? These angels and protection against the armies. And it's like, I mean, that story is so incredible. And it's mm -hmm. God was protecting them through exactly. angels. Exactly. And helping him win a great, great victory. And that's what they're, they're doing for us. I, I believe that's why Holy Spirit, maybe 10 years, a decade or so ago, and you, you uh, a lot younger than I am, but you'll remember, I believe this. But we begin to hear teachings, revelation on declaring a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, our decrees are so important. Mm -hmm. Job twenty two twenty eight. decree a word or thing and it's established. Well, you go back when I was a kid, we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't make decrees. We didn't, we prayed help. That's, I mean, I mean, that's what we did. It's, it's, but we, the body of Christ began to learn, wait a minute, you are here to decree the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now that sounds not normal today, but it wasn't just even a few years ago. We didn't yeah. decree things and declare things. And well, there why would we be, why would he take us and say, now you've got to learn to, as an ecclesia, pray mm -hmm. in decree form, de just declare your faith, de say how it's to be in accordance mm -hmm. to my will and my word in those perimeters. Yes. And uh, it was a, it was a, a, a big, a big revelation that, well, why would he do that? Well, because Psalms 103 and verse 20 tells us that angels hearken to the voice of God's word that we decree. Who is voicing God's word on the earth? We are. We are wow. declaring what his yep. will is. We declare what his ways are to be. We According to what Jesus, how he defined us in Matthew 16, 18, and 19, 
we're here to forbid some things mm. uh, right. that are in line with Honor. what what heaven wants mm -hmm. and loose some things. Mm -hmm. uh, and well, we had to learn. Well, this is the definition of the church. Well, yes. once we learn that, and now we we when we voice that will in the name, of course, of Jesus, mm -hmm. we do everything in his name, empowered by the Holy Spirit. He's our commander in chief. He leads angel armies. He le leads the saints armies. Amen. Why are we doing that? Well, angels hearken or they cause that word to come to pass. They enforce it. They they, they cause it to happen. They make the connections. They are supernatural beings that help work the decree of mm. the church. So now we are seeing we're moving into an era where we have supernatural assistance mm -hmm. under Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And we have a church that is now learning it is an ecclesia of the Lord, a legislative body. It's spiritual, but we can affect things even in the natural realm yes. and angels, mm -hmm. angels can help us. They can help us in the mountains of, of culture. They can help us in government and they can help us change things just as they have done all throughout the scriptures. We're living in the most supernatural times ever. The greatest days in church history are not in our past. They're in our present and in our future. And it only takes God or he only needs a remnant to get it done. And uh, we're seeing that happen, Kelsey. We're going to see what we started with, revival and reformation. Amen. What do you think, Tim, about the scripture where it also says, I kept thinking about when we were talking about um, angels coming to assist us. What about when the scripture talks about um, entertaining angels unaware? Do you think most of us in our lives have at some point entertained angels unaware? I think everyone has mm. uh, because Matthew 18 talks about uh, everyone born has two angels assigned to their lives. It's a whole other study. It's one of my favorite studies, actually. But Jesus said of the little ones, remember, they, they brought the little ones to him. And he said, yes. they're angels, they're angels, plural. So it's at least two. Mm -hmm. They are uh, touched Have by the presence of my, my father. father yes. Yes. Okay. So at least two. Why would that happen when they're born? You know, or a little one have, why would they? Well, because before you were ever born, God uh, it provides you destiny and purpose before you were ever born. Mm -hmm. He wrote the days of your life. He, he, the, the Greek word is prothesis. Uh, pro means before and thesis is a written report. In other words, for Kelsey, before you were ever born, ever put in your mother's womb, the Godhead thought about you. Why, why would you be, why would he make you? Like I said earlier, nothing mm -hmm. ever happens or it comes to be without purpose. Well, what yeah. is Kelsey's purpose? Right. Well, the Godhead records that. It's a thesis, prothesis. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, your destiny is a prothesis. There are things that God has in mind for you. 
-hmm. things that are a part of what he put inside of you, goals, talents, abilities, things to do that God has in mind. Well, when you're born, an angel, two of them at least, are assigned to, they are, first of all, they are briefed. I don't have time to explain all this, but I do in the book. Um, We're going to have to have you back on, Tim, to talk about this, because there's so much. I mean, I hope I ask another question in it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 too much for now. But they are briefed on your assignment. What is your Godhead destiny? They're briefed on that. And then they'll never stop working on trying to bring that to pass. Even if you're a backslider, even if you're, no, they won't stop. They'll just keep wow. trying to connect you to destiny, connect you to destiny. And Thank so, God. I mean, it's a fascinating it's it's fascinating and it's fascinating what you see in the scriptures about it, it but uh, we're we're moving into supernatural moment and the holy spirit means business mm-hmm. he is going to do this god never loses and he's not yes. going to this time yes we're going to see right. big big victories amen amen And I want to touch on this one last thing before we end. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about what the Lord or the Holy Spirit spoke to you about young evangelists and prophets. Well, I had a vision of this on our college campuses. And uh, I actually wrote a book uh, with my daughter. My daughter and I, it's called Come Home. It's just now coming out on... um, it's about how to pray for and how to de- make decrees. And there are a lot of decrees and prayers in that book uh, to, for, to call your prodigals home or even those that never have received Christ, how you reach the lost. And uh, you can, it's now out everywhere. In fact, I, last week we heard it's a bestseller, so that's good. Oh, but you, awesome. you guys can, your, your viewers can get that, but it, it is about uh, something that I believe is happening. The Holy Spirit is happening in a great movement. I saw in a vision uh, event, young evangelists walking college campuses, and they were they were shouting, "This is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it." To mm. thousands and thousands of people on college campuses in there on the on college steps or on the the grassy areas they, they were just everywhere in some meeting rooms and they were they were calling to uh the prodigals calling to the lost mm-hmm. calling to a generation that that has never really been reached they, they're called the lost generation but but the father spoke to me and he said i'm going to father them i'll mm-hmm. father i'll take them I'll take that lost generation. I'll father them. And the evangelists are starting to, they're going to begin to evangelize these college uh, campuses. Then I also heard prophets, young Mm -hmm. prophets that would stand up on these campuses everywhere, big schools, little schools, and they would prophesy the word of the Lord. And uh, I heard Holy Spirit say, Many of the prophetic words for the new era are in the young prophets, and mm-hmm. they will prophesy. You will hear prophetic words coming from college campuses, 
and I will confirm them with signs, wonders, and miracles. And on their their devices, their 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 media devices, some of these words will go viral, and there will be videos of supernatural miracles that will go viral. Praise God. Like a, like a I guess you know like somebody getting healed in a wheelchair or something something uh-huh. that these kids are going to film it. Yes. They're going to prophesy. They're going to move into it. It's, this healing is going to take place and they're going to share it to Amen. millions. Wow. And I, on, just, I, I saw that just two weeks ago. Something oh, is God. happening that's awesome. So awesome. And Amen. why we're talking about prodigals, I, before we even started um, today's show, I, I really felt heavy on my heart. Tim, that you would pray for those who do have prodigals Mm -hmm. um, on today's show. Would you pray? Because um, it's, we all need, we all need prayer for that. Mm -hmm. Cause it's so easy to look at the natural and say, my son or daughter is so far from God and they're in drugs and alcohol and there's no way they're going to turn. They're just so far down. But Mm -hmm. then I think of of uh, the story in the Bible of the prodigal son. And I think oh, of yeah. God as the father and his arms open. And I just think of the amazing love of God. And so would you just, would you pray for those who do have prodigals? Um, I will be glad them? to, I will be glad to. And I will say this to you, don't ever give up on a prodigal. Even when you think they're at their worst, sometimes internally, Holy Spirit is convicting and drawing and he can speak to them in visions in fact a part of the word kelsey uh, concerning um the prophets and the evangelists on college campuses Mm -hmm. was that god said i will now send dreams to the prodigals so you keep praying and i'm going to pray right now but we're going to pray because even when they go to sleep god's not done and he can cause them to dream about their destiny, dream about uh, things that that they're not doing that they should be. So I will pray and uh, uh, agree with you. Lord, t- there are millions of prodigals that need to find their way home. And we now call their name up to you. Moms and dads are calling names of sons and daughters, grandkids to you by the millions. And we pray, Lord, that you will cause them to dream dreams concerning their destiny, that you will convict their hearts and they will begin to think thoughts. I must go home. I'm not doing things right. There's something more. I must turn to God. Even those that are addicted, uh, may they know and and dream. There's only one way for me to get free. I must go to God. I must, I must, I must, I must. Or we bind the work of enemy uh, spirits, the darkness that has them bound. We break that and we ask that the angels that are hovering around them and ministering towards them would uh, activate and cause them to uh, see, understand revelation, connect to destiny, connect to people that will share the truth with them. And we ask that the young evangelist 
rise and begin to speak their language and reach to them and show them signs and wonders and miracles and that the prophets, the young prophets, will prophesy destiny into them and loose supernaturally the light of the glorious gospel to them. Mm. You have said the greatest harvest will be in that young generation. Or we believe it. You said, Father, you said, I'm going to father them. They will not be the lost generation. And so, Lord, we agree with the prayers, millions of prayers of families towards their prodigals or lost sons and daughters or lost loved ones or friends, that this is the season. And we say, uh, even as you told us to um, name the book, come home, come home, put it in their hearts, come home. May we hear, hear, Lord, as we did in the prodigal son's story in the Bible, we could hear and see off in the distance, they're coming home. Hmm. Come home in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That was Amen. beautiful, Tim. Thank you so much for praying for all of us and being on and sharing your incredible encounters. We're going to have to have you back so we can talk more about, there's so much to talk about. Um, we didn't even hit on all your notes, but the Lord was really moving through you sharing all that you did. And um, one more time, I want to put up Tim's book one more time. Um, where can people buy that, Tim? Oh, on Amazon or Barnes okay. and Noble, pretty much everywhere. But you can go to our website and we'll turn it around and get it to you in two or three days. Awesome. And, uh, uh, but pretty much everywhere. Okay. And, uh, encourage you to do it because not, not just because of <laughs> Rachel or I writing it. There are decrees and principles that will help you. I hear from parents all the time or grandparents, what can I do? Well, mm -hmm. the Bible has answers. They're good answers. Yes. And uh, they'll help you do that. Yes. So awesome. Well, thank you, Tim, for being on with us today. I pray all of you have a blessed rest of your Tuesday. I will be here tomorrow with David Herzog. You won't want to miss it. I'm sure he has incredible God stories from crusades and healings. And um, if you know someone that needs a healing in their body, I would encourage you to tell them to watch tomorrow because David has an amazing healing ministry. So please tune in tomorrow. We love you so very much. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.